What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. It is Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. Happy to have you here and welcome to His Hardline with another episode of 1% with Him. And again, like I said, I am Jason, your co-host. And yes, God and Jesus are the host. Why? Because they're the ones in charge. They are the ones that run this show. Um, And at the end of the day, they are the ones at the helm steering this ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you here. And like I said, no matter how crazy the storm gets and how big the swells get, you got to trust God in Christ. We'll steer your personal vessel into that safe harbor so that you may anchor and set foot on solid dry land. And it's very important symbolism there. Very important. So anyways, glad to have you all here. I don't know what it's like on your side of the world, but here in West Michigan, it actually got a little cool today. I was actually excited to feel 50 degrees for once this morning. I was up in Cadillac doing a delivery up there, and man, by golly, I tell you what, I thought I needed my hoodie. I was like, holy crap. It's it's officially hoodie season, so happy fall, because today is the first day of fall. So that's cool. Ew. Destry says it's 30 degrees in Fairbanks. You can keep that crap. That's below freezing. I don't I didn't say I wanted to go below freezing. 50 is perfect. 30 sucks. <laughs> and Rita out in California is probably still dealing with 180 degrees out there. <laughs> Sorry, Rita. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, Pama Jean is out in California, too. She says it's 78 where she's at in Cali. So that's not bad. 78 is nice. Okay. <clears throat> so um, this is the only podcast I'm doing tonight, which the reason is because I got to take my wife's car. We got to go to Grand Rapids, drop it off. Um, I don't know if I told you guys. We got her a new car. Not a new car. It's three years old, but we got her a new work car. Um, and so she... Has to be bougie and wants her rims painted black because she always always wanted a white, you know, a white SUV with black rims and blacked out windows. So we're going to get that done. Yeehaw. I just I love spending money on stuff that I absolutely find worthless. But you know what? She's never had a newer car. I've had three of them. I've had two brand new Mustangs and a new pickup truck. I've already went through my stupidity with new vehicles. And quite frankly, you know what? Let her let her have fun. Right. So it's whatever. I enjoy driving my piece of crap 2011 Ford Fusion, and it's a good running car. I love it. It's nothing to look at, but man, it's a solid running car. It's got a big S-curved crack in my windshield that I refuse to get fixed because it doesn't leak. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to replace it until it either completely shatters or it leaks water. 
and so far it's done neither. So I'm going to keep rolling around with my cracked windshield and my cracked up bumper because I just don't care. <laughs> as long as it runs, that's all I care about. All right. I guess I'm not so bougie. Okay. So we're going to get right into the, into the reading. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Rita. My car won't be stolen. Nobody wants that piece of crap. Oh my lord, I needed this laugh today. Okay, okay, let's we get we gotta focus. Okay, before we get in the Bible reading, we're gonna be reading uh so first off, we're gonna be reading out of Psalm chapter 26 and 27. Um there is a one video, I say video, obviously you guys can't watch it, but you you'll be able to grasp the severity of it when you hear the audio, and it's the only video, the audio I'm gonna play right now. So out in Ireland, I just found this just like an hour ago. Uh, I was scrolling through Telegram, and this is a shame. And if you go on my Telegram, you'll be able to see the visual. The visual is just stunning in a very bad, bad, very scary way. Ireland, you know, you would never imagine Ireland would be a hellhole type of uh, country where you have gang activity and such violence like you would see in like legit a third world country. I don't know what's going on over there, but something is going on over there. And we're starting to see more and more gang violence around the world. I don't know what and why, but here's the thing. If we don't get our act together here in this nation, ladies and gentlemen, and get our assemblies going. And yes, the assemblies will actually fix a lot of these issues because we will restore common law and a speedy trial and severe punishments for those criminals who actually commit crimes that, you know, uh, against uh, victims, you know, um, let's just listen to this real quick. You'll grasp what's kind of going on by hearing this. Just, just listen. Irish wholesome atmosphere in our towns and cities is gone. All this weird, diverse, multiculturalism, inclusion nonsense was introduced in recent times. It has taken away our true Irish identity. Uh, when I see these random attacks happen, it reminds me of London. And Cork will go that way too. This is a new level of gang culture that we've imported from overseas. But the more vicious you can be, the cooler it seems to be. They, they really lap up this culture from London, the, the drill music and the nice crime. And they try to emulate what it just describes the violent acts that they perpetrate in each other. It, and even the accents, uh, they have the, the London kind of, you know, let me paint the picture real quick and I'll play the rest of this. Meanwhile, while you're listening to this audio, if you watch the video, all you see is cell phone footage upon cell phone footage upon cell phone footage times 20 of different. And I'm not talking just random acts of violence. I'm talking aggressive gang mob style beating, stabbing. It's scary. It really is scary. Um. We'll just continue on real quick. Sam and this and all the, you know. My 17-year-old nephew lives in Glanmire and is confined to his home after he got jumped and his phone robbed. He is now a nervous wreck, won't leave the home anymore. He's just too afraid. Just gangs walking around and if they feel like they, you even look at them, oh, what are you looking at? Or did you say something? Oh, yeah. I heard you said this. Yeah. It's disgusting, Neil. These gangs are taking over the country and intimidating people just walking the streets. 
If the Gardaí and the judges don't do something, then we, the public, will end up taking things into our own hands. My mum lives in Waterpark in Carrigaline, and since this attack, she won't go out after 6 p.m. A lot of her neighbours are pensioners as well, and they're all terrified. Are there radio stations in London having conversations like we do in Cork? Uh, Neil, would you believe it's not even, at this stage, they've just given up on it. It's just so frequent. Uh, Stabbings, knife crime, guns, acid attacks. London's pretty much like the Wild West now at this stage, Neil. But there was another killer this morning. Is that regular? Yeah, yeah. That man's right. In another couple of years, you'll be dealing with the dirt that we're dealing with here. Have you had any experiences of um, YouTube videos being taken down? That's not really big in Ireland yet. Not, it's not an issue yet because the violence is not, it's not close to where you guys are in the UK. Do you feel like that's coming? It's coming, definitely coming. Yeah, it's 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 appalling. It's sick. It's disgusting. And quite frankly, yeah, that's exactly what they are. That's just another form of Antifa, except they are, after watching these videos, I mean, they are taking it a step above Antifa. Like, I've watched the videos of Antifa in this nation when all the 2020 fires of George Floyd, you know, the summer of love was going on, supposedly. And, you know, you had that stupid Chaz or Chop area up there in Seattle, which was pretty much like a lawless freaking block or two of, of Portland or wherever that was. Like, yeah, you had some stupid stuff go on, but, you know, <clears throat> when I what I saw in these videos, it's like on steroids. It's pretty bad. And if we don't if we don't get our crap together, um, we will have that here. Seriously, this is why we have we need strength in numbers within the assembly because this could be squashed very quickly. Not just with the cabal, but the lawless thugs that are basically the minions of the elite. We have to get together in numbers, and we need to do this. So anyway, it's just we need to pray not just for our nation. We need to pray for the world around, you know, pray, pray for other nations around the world because they're already dealing with it. And so we have to pray for the innocent. And we also have to do our best to also be watchers on the wall and be the protectors of, you know, the the orphans and the widows. We have to be protectors of the elderly and the defenseless and the voiceless. That's who we have to be protectors of. So anyways, like I said, I have a bit of a time crunch. We're going to get right into the reading here. So Psalm 26, it reads, Vindicate me, Lord, for I have walked in my integrity, and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Examine me, Lord, and put me to the test. Refine my mind and my heart, for your goodness is before my eyes, and I have walked in your truth. I do not sit with deceitful people, nor will I go with pretenders. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. I will wash my hands in innocence, and I will go around your altar, Lord, that I may proclaim the voice of thanksgiving and declare all your wonders. Lord, I love the dwelling of your house and the place where you your glory remains. Do not take my soul away along with sinners, nor my life with men of bloodshed, in whose hands is a wicked scheme and whose right hand is full of bribes. But as for me, I will walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground in congregations. I will bless the Lord. Now, this psalm is not easily connected to any events recorded in the Bible. Whatever situation David was facing here, the details are not part of Scripture, but apparently David felt that he was under ruthless attack from enemies, and these assaults, speaking of assaults, seem to have included malicious rumors. In response, David appeals to the Lord for vindication, and he reasons that God will justify him because he has led a life of integrity and has consistently trusted God. 
And it is the sincerity which makes David confident in his relationship to the Lord. Now, as proof of his integrity, David lists the ways in which that he pursues righteousness. In this context, that includes refusing to associate closely with evil people, balancing a need for holiness with a call to reach the lost can be difficult. And yet that discernment is important. And David insists that he does not sit or fellowship with those known to be dishonest. And neither does he keep company with hypocrites. And so he avoids being in the same place as groups of evildoers. And he stays clear of sin and gives thanks in the tabernacle. And because he deeply loves God and his truth, David publicly proclaims the Lord's wondrous deeds. And he, he loves the tabernacle and, and the place where the Lord reveals his glory. And as someone who stays away from evil and evil people, for that matter, David confidently asks God not to be swept away by the judgment against sinners. And this echoes the theme of the Bible, which is that sin can bring earthly consequences and those close to evil people risk being caught in those results. And so David knows hypocritical sinners accept bribes and commit depraved acts, kind of like a lot of people in our government. And as for himself, he seeks to live an honest life and he asks the Lord to deliver him and be gracious to him. And David affirms that he will not be shaken from his faith and will praise the Lord when God's people assemble. Now let's get into 25 or uh, verse 27, chapter 27, my Lord. <clears throat> and it reads, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom should I dread? When evildoers come upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. If any army encamps against me, my heart will not fear. If war arises against me in spite of this, I am confident. One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. For on the day of trouble, he will conceal me in his tabernacle. He will hide me in the secret place of his tent. He will lift me up on a rock. And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. And I will offer sacrifices in his tent with shouts of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, Lord, when I cry with my voice and be gracious to me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, I shall seek your face, Lord. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not abandon me nor forsake me, God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Do not turn me over to the desire of my enemies, for false witnesses have risen against me in the violent witness. I certainly believe that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. <clears throat> and so we ask, what does chapter 27 mean? And so, you know, this particular psalm begins with David's expression of confidence in God as his source of joy in life and he, you know, in, in his deliverer and protector. And so the first verses, the first verse incorporates the concept of light. And this was the Hebrew people's ideal for truth and goodness. And David also depicts God as a fortress or a stronghold, meaning a place of safety and security, almost like a safe haven. And so the question asked is rhetorical, but there is no one who should really 
you know, there is no one who should frighten a person who trusts in God. And so David lays out his reasons for confidence in God using several images, and he believes that God will protect him even if an army of malicious adversaries surround him, kind of like what we saw in that video or heard in that video. And so he longs to spend his life in worship in the tabernacle where he can gaze on the Lord's beauty, and he is certain the Lord will preserve him when trouble strikes. And he will keep him safe on a high rock, and the rock will serve as a fortress, and he will once again offer sacrifices in the tabernacle where he will sing joyfully to the Lord. Now at this point, though, in this psalm, David's tone seems to change. And so after describing God's security so eloquently, he now uh, fervently prays for rescue and deliverance. And this is a, you know, this is a very human and very normal experience. And David knows he can trust God, but that knowledge does not make a person perfectly immune to fear. I mean, we all feel it every single day, fear, anxiety, sometimes a lot of stress and burdens, not burdens of the Lord, but just burdens of life, right? I mean, we can, you know, just because we have knowledge, again, it doesn't make us perfect, right? It doesn't make us immune to fear, even though the Bible does say 365 times, fear not. We're still human. We're going to have times of fear and troubled, you know, troubled hearts. And so rather than panicking or despairing, David reminds himself of God's goodness and trust the Lord to provide. And David remembers the Lord's command to seek his face. Therefore, he will seek the Lord. In his anxiety, David calls on the Lord not to forsake him. And still, he is confident that even if his own family were to desert him, desert him God would not. And David's writing often requests that God lead him into the spiritual truth. So in this case, <clears throat> the language of, the, of those prayers also implies a request for physical safety. And David's enemies, whether that be either Saul or David's rebellious son, Absalom, were lying in wait for him. He asked the Lord not to let his enemies have their way with him. And he says false witnesses have risen up against him. And so, in conclusion, David concludes that this psalm on a high note, and he believes that he will survive. So he encourages himself to wait on the Lord and be strong and courageous. And this last note of assurance might have been directed also at David's soldiers of the people of Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day. We thank you for another day of life and good health, not just for ourselves, but our families, our friends. We pray for the people around the world in different countries that are suffering and dealing with random acts of violence. We pray for their safety. We pray for the defenseless. We pray that we just pray that we can get light shown into the more dark areas of the world. We pray that this, whatever's happening in Ireland and other areas of the nation or in other areas of the world does not come to this nation. But we know and we trust in you, God. We know and trust that you will have our back because you know what our intentions are. You know what we're trying to do as a nation. You know what we're trying to do as the United States of America and we the people. You know we're trying to restore righteousness, common law, common sense back in this nation. But more importantly, we're trying to restore morality and a strong faith and hope in your son, Jesus Christ. 
So we just pray that you guide us every step of the way, one moment at a time. Let us not focus on the big picture, but let's focus on the little victories because it's one victory at a time that will lead us to the ultimate victory of war. So we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that's all I got for you, ladies and gentlemen, today. And remember, it's going to be all right. All right? Yeah, there's a lot of perceived scary stuff happening around the world. I get it. But you know what? We will not waver. We will not compromise to the enemy. We will not stand down. We will remain steadfast and we will remain strong because that's what we do. That's what we do here at His Heart Line. That enemy will not cross the line, both spiritual or anybody in, in, in the human form. If you're fighting for evil and you're, you know, trying to trespass on my side, believe me, you're going to get pushed back. And we will defend the voiceless and the defenseless and the elderly. Be careful where you bring your violence, lady. You know, and I'm not talking to you, ladies and gentlemen, but in general, if, if there's anybody out there who likes to bring evil and violent acts towards somebody and they're hearing this podcast, I'm just going to tell you right now, to those that are listening to this by happenstance, be very careful who you bring your nonsense around because you never know somebody's capabilities. You never know somebody's short circuitry. You never know what type of training somebody has. And more importantly, you never know the true wrath of God behind a righteous man and woman. That is a wrath I'd rather really not want to deal with. I'll, I'd rather deal with a gun or a knife being wielded at me before I deal with God's wrath. So anyway, I hope you all have a good day, good evening, good night, wherever you're at in the world. And we'll be back here tomorrow morning. Remember, tomorrow morning, Brandenburg Block Hour, 8 a.m., and then I'll be on her show at 9 a.m. All right? All right. I hope you have a good day, good night, good evening, wherever you're at in the world, and have a blessed, blessed day or night. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible. Spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. out our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.